FD, you coward! Welcome to Broken But Glorious. I'm Chris Lappin, and joining me as ever, I've got the Bullet Club hunter, Nick Davey. <laughs> good evening. You well, Nick? I'm oh, very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Uh, and joining us for this review, we've got author of One Man's Exploration into British Wrestling and the fans' perspective 2016. What a year to be a fan of WWE, Oliver Newman. How are you doing this evening, Oliver? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, Chris. And yourself, Nick? Yeah, yeah, very good, very, very good. Oh, you happy to be back on the show, Oliver? Yeah, like I said, uh, I've been tweeting about the show to get promotion for yourselves, and obviously you've done an amazing job promoting my books, which I really appreciate. Um, everything that I've said in the tweets has not been hyperbole. I, uh, I really enjoyed my time being a guest on the British Wrestling uh, Show, and uh, I'm delighted to be invited back to be a part of this No Mercy review show. I did make one mistake, apparently. Um, I can't remember who's... Noam Dar should have been in our top ten, apparently. But on the list I had, he was down as Israeli. But everyone says he should, he should, be, oh, should be British. So, 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 I don't mind correcting myself after the fact. But it's on, my, on the list I had, he had him down as Israeli. <laughs> so I, I was just looking for Brit- the British flag when I was going down the list. <laughs> well, mistakes happen. Yeah. So before we get into the news, um, have you been into any shows recently, Nick? Yeah, I went to um, I went to watch Progress at Alexander Palace. Um, I'm so jealous. Uh, a few weeks ago, <laughs> hey? I'm so really jealous. jealous. Yeah, no, it was an ec- excellent, excellent show as as expected. Really, uh, a really good uh, venue as well. I've never been to Alexander Palace before, so um, it, it delivered. Obviously, I think there's a lot of concern that would it be a good wrestling venue, but it certainly was. Uh, really, really thoroughly enjoyable day. Uh, so the, uh, the results were um, an open ladder match between CCK and uh, British Strong Style, consisting of Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, which CCK won. Uh, a good open match. Um, then it was a women's title match between Tony Storm and, uh, and Dahlia Back, Black, sorry, uh, which uh, Tony Storm won uh, after Junie attacked Dahlia Black. Um, the third third match was a uh, a, a, a Zack Sabre Junior Open Challenge in which probably one of the biggest pops I've ever been at a live show happened. Marty Skull made his return to progress wow. in a losing effort to uh, Zack Sabre Junior. Uh, Marty did, did announce after the show that he's probably done with progress, uh, but obviously thank the fans and everything and explain how much he does love progress as a, as a company. Um, and just before the uh, interval, it was probably one of the most brutal live matches I've ever seen. I mean, that deep, brutal, most live match I've ever seen. A death match between Jimmy Havoc and Mark Haskins. Wow. Um, I think death says it all, really. It was it was, it was was death at times, uh, uh, with uh, Havoc winning. Uh, it was a gruesome match. Um, and then after, the sh- after that, we had, um, we had some more matches. Um, we had a, a, probably a contender for match of the night. My wasn't my, my favorite match it was the death match, but uh, a triple threat match for the Atlas title between uh, Matt Riddle defending against uh, Walter and Timothy Thatcher, in which Walter won. Um, after the match, Walter was confronted by um, a, a debut in Wolfgang. Wow. Um, a bit of a stare down that was. We then had the um, so we then had a man number one contenders match. Uh, in which Mark Andrews won and then was attacked by best friend and tag team partner Eddie Dennis after so pretty upsetting and the main event Travis Banks versus Pete Dunn in which Travis Banks won and is the new progress title uh, new progress world heavyweight champion <laughs> uh, excellent and let's uh, say so it was an excellent show as a whole so with um, Pete Dunn and British Strong Style both losing the titles do you think this means they'll be in WWE a bit more well there's, there's a lot of talk about that as well isn't there with the um, there's talk obviously they're in NXT a bit more we've seen them obviously at the moment with the um, with Adam Cole and everyone uh, Carly and Carly O'Reilly and Adam Bobby Fish on NXT at the moment so the, there is certainly talk that they're going to be extending there they're going to be on NXT a lot more that's rumours why they've got the belts uh, obviously we don't know um, there was looked like a signal with Pete Dunne at the end when he sort of chucked the belts at Banks walked off a lot like he didn't really care and then sort of did, almost did a, a wave to the the crowd 
uh, and then also his tweet after um, as well to sort of thank you for progress and um, about also saying how happy he is that they've got the uh, Wembley venue as well for next season uh, sort of next season next year uh, they're going to be um, they're going to be at Wembley Arena, so uh, there is a lot of talk there. All three of them, as they drop their belts, they're going to go to NXT more. And obviously, we've already seen them on NXT a bit more since progress. Obviously, NXT is filmed in advance. But um, no, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if we see them on NXT more, and it's probably a, uh, it probably is linked with that. Um, yeah. Have you seen any shows you've recently? Um, I haven't been to any live shows recently, unfortunately, uh, since last time I was on the the podcast but the one of the main things that uh that i've been watching lately was the may young classic and you know it was a tremendous tournament in in general um you know there was there were so many really good matches and stuff and there's i'm not, not sure whether certain people have been signed and stuff but um i just like to give my opinion on on who who should be really if they aren't already um yeah. Jazzy Gaber uh, was a standout performer in the tournament. I think she's been signed since. It's been kind of reported on different uh, mediums that that's happened. Uh, Nick talked about Tony Storm. She, from the very first moment I saw her in the tournament, had you know she just has it really. She's just got star quality and would be a, a tremendous addition to the the women's division on uh, NXT Raw or SmackDown. And um, third uh, is uh, Serena Deeb. I think she would have been, she would be a tremendous signing and kind of could play that Brian Kendrick role of the veteran who comes back, who, who's got that second chance. Mm. And, and you know, and then they, they go to NXT Raw, SmackDown. And, you know, if, if she got an opportunity like Kendrick did, um, I'm sure she'd grasp it with both hands. So those are the three people that have kind of jumped out at me uh, in the May Young Classic. Uh, if you guys have seen it, what, what have you thought about the uh, the tournament itself? I, I saw the first round and I watched um, the semi-final and the final today. Um, Mercedes, uh, what was it? Mercedes Mendez, was it? The old, Martinez. The old, yeah, Martinez. I thought she was really good, even though she's nearly 40. I think she would work. I mean, NXT, I know she could take on a training role as well, because I knew she trained, I can't remember any of their names. What's the, the MMA girl? Uh, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, she was, she was her trainer. So. Yeah. That, that was a brilliant story in the semi-final. Yeah, um, that was a really I think they do match. really want to sign Tony Storm and um, Piper Nevin, or Piper, whatever it's called, because they were both in Japan, and they flew them out just for the day to stand at the ringside in the final. Oh wow! So they're not going to go through all that expense, and they don't want you really. Yeah, and and that's another one. I think she's been signed and stuff. But Shayna Baszler was absolutely amazing in the May Young Classic. She was, um, you know, tremendous, uh, just really unique and and different to all the other females. And um, I, I thought that the the final would be her against uh, Tony Storm, really. Uh, Carrie Sane had come in with a lot of hype and and stuff, and I was like, she is she is really good, but I thought Tony Storm was a better character, and I thought Shayna Baszler just just blew me away, really, from first round match until the final, and including the final, I thought she was just uh, uh, incredible to watch, like like a Brock Lesnar or Ken Shamrock mm. of uh, the female variety. Apparently the Original plan was for it to be Storm and Sane in the final, but then the whole four horse women versus four horse women thing came up, and it thought to be better for that storyline if they put Baszler in the final. I, th- I think that might be a uh, it might be a correct booking decision in in the future. In all honesty, uh, you, you've got four talented female athletes from um, MMA against uh, the four. Uh, tremendously talented wrestlers in WWE. Mm. Uh, that's that's a money feud, isn't it? Really. Yeah. And then Sane goes on to have an NXT Women's Title at the next Takeover events. Do you think she got a chance of winning? Or I don't know who she. she had, we haven't announced who she'd be against yet. But would it be fair on the NXT Women uh, if she won? I'm not sure. I mean, in, in all honesty, I, I didn't like the way Asuka just um, vacated the title. In all honesty, I, I thought it should have been won and lost in the ring. I understand, you know, the, the streak and stuff, but uh, for me personally, um, 
for the longest time this year. I'd, I'd wanted her to lose it in the ring to, you know, to numerous contenders. Uh, Nikki Cross was one, Peyton Royce, uh, Ember Moon, any of them uh, to have beaten Asuka. And I don't think it would have um, affected things in the women's division or her debut on Raw or, or you know, SmackDown before, you know, before knowing... Uh, what brand she was going to. So I wanted her to lose the title, um, even if it was to carry saying that the, the yeah. next NXT and then for her to move on. But that hasn't happened. Um, obviously, it's been this course that carry saying is going to get the NXT uh, women's title shot. But who is she going to go up against? It's it's a bit of a bit of a strange one, really. I've heard multiple reports. They're going to put it be a have be a multi woman match, or it'll be Ember Moon. Seems to be the two reports I've, I've read. Mm. I, th- I think it's something that they didn't need to do this. They could have, if they were going to do it this way, keep it on Asuka, Asuka versus Carrie Sane, and then have Carrie Sane beat her. Yeah, a few stories have caught my eye this week. Um, I just want to discuss these two quickly before we do the review. So, um, RVD has hinted in an interview with Sports Illustrated that he's open to a WWE return. Uh, Nick? Would you like to see RVD back at his age? Um, I mean, he's not on. He's not. I, I love RVD, but he's not at the top of my list of people I'd love to see debut or come into WWE in the next sort of six months or so. Uh, but as I, said, I, I, I do like RVD, but as I, said, I certainly want to make a big song and dance about it. Uh, today he's obviously a quality athlete. He's had an incredible career. But obviously, yeah, being really at his age, so it's not really one that you'd make a big song and dance about. But um, he's still a great, a great athlete, and yeah, it would be pretty good to see him back in WWE, like in a mid card role on either brand. Um, and he could help, he could help a lot of the younger talent there. But as I say, I wouldn't sort of, uh, as I say, I certainly uh, he wouldn't be top of my list of people that I would love to see debut in, in WWE. But nonetheless, still, he's still an awesome athlete and. Um, so you could offer a lot to WWE, but like I say, he's not at the top of my list at this moment in time. So we, we asked our Twitter followers if they would like RVD to return to WWE. Would they like him on Raw or SmackDown? Um, 54% said Raw. Um, Oliver, do you agree with our followers? Uh, no, in all honesty. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I, I think Raw's overcrowded. Uh, you know, SmackDown was the place to be in, in 2016. When it became SmackDown Live, um, and it desperately needs a, uh, you know, a, a, an influx of of something to, to change back because like SmackDown um, on a weekly, uh, you know, on a weekly basis was amazing uh, back end of last year, and uh, you know, a talent of a Rob Van Dam's ability being on, on SmackDown Live might make it, uh, you know, must see once again. And it'd be a reason for me to get out my uh, my old Rob Van Dam wrestling t-shirt. So. <laughs> uh, there also could be a third option because on a recent WWE Network survey, uh, WWE asked if we would be interested in a relaunch of ECW as a ne- network show. Uh, Nick, would you like to see a relaunch of ECW? As long as it isn't as bad what? as the 2006 one. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, it was... Uh, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't think they really need to. Um, I think they've got enough going on at the moment with a lot of the, the tournaments they keep having with the UK, the, the tournament, the Cruiserweight tournament. Obviously, they've got NXT, they've got Raw, SmackDown. I don't think they really need to, in all honesty. I think, that, I think what they're going for, they want a, a wrestling show that is... For, well, I don't know what the American... It's 14 plus, or I can't remember what the actual rating's called. But it's a more, more adult, edgy yeah, products, which they can't put on USA. So if they, put oh, it on the net, they can put it on the network. Well, is NXT kind of that? I think they want it even more edgier. But they won't be able to go back to how ECW used to be. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to go too extreme, would they? So, they can't, they can't, can't since the Ben Wallace, they can't do headshots or they can't go too sexist and they can't do that. No, I generally don't think they need to, to be honest. Um, so I'll, I'll still watch it probably, but uh, I, I generally just don't think they need to. Oliver, what do you think of a relaunch of ECW? Um, I'm, yeah, once again, much like Nick, I'm, I'm not sure. I think the relaunch of ECW in like 2005, 2006 on the back of the one-night stand uh, pay-per-views 
was uh, it had it had some potential with it. You know, CM Punk was the champion, um, and it it kind of all faltered on that. You know, uh, December to December pay per view, which mm. for some reason only had two matches announced going into the show. So that's the reason why it didn't do so well. Um, it was a vehicle to you know promote young up and coming uh, you know wrestlers and stuff, uh, Evan Bourne and Zack Ryder and, and what have you. So if it's used as a vehicle to give um, you know young up and coming wrestlers an opportunity then uh, it's it's a good idea, but then you've got NXT, so I'm not sure why it would need to be, uh, you know, in, in why it would need to be involved, because you can't really bring back the ECW originals because they're kind of heading towards like retirement age. Um, so it's I, I don't know if it would be able to have the ECW spirit of the 90s and that was lacking to an extent in the reboot so um, yeah I'm, I'm not sure if, if it's produced and it's put in front of us then we can make a um, we can make a decision from there but much like Nick uh, nah I, I'm not 100% sure about it more content is good if you're a network subscriber but yeah not, not sure. Well, could they use it as another development territory? Have, have NXT based out of Florida and this one based out of Philadelphia? Uh, I suppose they could, but I, I don't know. I, I think uh, NXT is going to be the best developmental territory, isn't it? They look at the performance center, look how many rings there are, look at the, the world-class facility that they have there, and then you're saying, well, you know, let's go and do that in Philadelphia. Um I'm not quite sure there's there's a reason to do so. Like I said, if uh, if ECW is put a rebooted ECW is put in the network, you'll tune in, you'll you'll see how it goes. But um, like Nick said said about Rob Van Dam, uh, for him he wasn't sure if if that's needed in in the company. Uh, a reboot of ECW, uh, I'm not sure if it's needed either. Yeah! It's the Macho Man Randy Savage, and every week I listen to the Action Now Premier League podcast on V2 Football with Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Snap into it! Dig it! Alright, so it's time for our review of No Mercy. So, Nick, did you watch the pre show? No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, no, no, another pay-per-view. However, I will be staying up for my first pay-per-view since I don't know when uh, for Hell in a Cell, because I realised I've looked at my schedule, I'm actually off on the Monday, so um, unless I have a ridiculously heavy night on Saturday, which I haven't got planned at the moment in time, um, I will probably be up staying up for Hell in a Cell, which will mean I, will, I can watch a pre-show match. So, uh, I do know what the pre-show match was, though, this time, which is an improvement on SummerSlam. Uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was Apollo Crews versus uh, Elias Samson, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it was pro- it was a decent match. It, was, it went about was it eight nine minutes? And, yeah, there was nothing to yeah. write him about. It was a pretty standard Elias Samson match. He came out, sang a song, knocking L.A. <laughs> and then Tyus uh, Crews and O'Neill ta- um, interrupted him. He had a decent match, and he won with a drift away netbreaker. But I, don't, I, don't, I just don't understand how you have a two hour. Pre-show, but I only have one match on it. So. No, I really, this was an hour this time. Bruce. Was it an hour this time? Oh. Yeah, this was an hour. Still, still seems very. Well, it seems very. I long. get what you mean about the two-hour pre-show. Hmm. Oh, wasn't WrestleMania oh. three hours? It seemed very, seemed stupidly long. <laughs> 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 I'm sure it was the length of the pay-per-view the, the WrestleMania one. So, um, so the first match of the card was the WWE Intercontinental Championship match between. Jason Jordan and The Miz. Nick, what do you think of the match? Yeah, no, I thought it was a, a pretty good opening match. Um, I did love the way the crowd the crowd was involved in it. Um, I mean, I don't know if I'm surprised or not, but a big pop for The Miz when he won as well. Um, yeah, the crowd wasn't lo- loving Jordan. There was, cr- there was um, chance of who's your daddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, uh, 
as I said, I was pretty invested in the opening match. Uh, two great athletes. Um, so I think the, the, the Miz is just brilliant. <laughs> it really is, isn't he? I mean, again, he's actually got, if anything, I think he's got, he's probably got even better since how good he was in 2016 and this year. He's just outstanding. Uh, but yeah, Jordan, um, Obviously, the match was coming. I think I predicted this match to happen after. Well, I thought it was actually going to happen at SummerSlam, but um, no. Um, it's interesting where they're going to go, Jordan. I mean, I, 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 I've got a feeling they might go down the hill route with him. Now, I think obviously his promo after the match. Um, obviously, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Raw with Jordan. Um, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see if they do go down a hill route with with Jordan, um, especially as well with him attacking people, Kurt Angle having a go at him on Raw, um, whether he might become a bit more heelish, I don't know, um, but no, it was a um, it was a good opening match, and say, shuffed the miss, they won. Um, Oliver, do you see Jason Jordan as a possible future IC champion? Uh, I, I don't think this Kurt Angle's your dad's storyline has done any favours for him, to be honest. Would it work it's if not... they both turned heel and heels getting opportunities because he was his dad and the other I, company I... to the ring and just go full-on manager with him, but be like a corrupt boss as well? Yeah, but hasn't that kind of been done to death? Um, in all honesty, you, you've taken him from a tag team that was incredibly successful in NXT, you didn't know what to do with him on SmackDown, um, and then all of a sudden, okay, Kurt Angle's your dad, and you're going to push him, you know, going to put him forward for the uh, IC title based on the fact that Kurt Angle's his dad. Um, you know, Jason Jordan's a tremendous athlete, incredible wrestler, but because of this storyline, the fans are not buying it, and they're turning on him. Uh, he's got the athleticism and, and technical wrestling ability to turn it round when, you know, like Nick says, uh, he, he's going to have to turn into a villain to make this work. Um, and and that's, that's how it's going to be. But, you know, you had him and Gable and, and they were amazingly, you know, uh, popular with the crowd. And now to see the, the kind of, I wouldn't say hatred, but the just, just, just the unpopularity of, of Jason Jordan because Curtin was his quote-unquote dad is uh, it's sad to see, really. I, I think it affected that match in a bad way um, and, and maybe not really invested in it. And, you know, Miz is, has always been tremendous. Uh, 2016 was an amazing year and he's continued that into 2017. Um, but, yeah... I, Nick says it was, you know, a really good match. Uh, myself, um, I didn't enjoy it as much. Do you see them as keeping the title till Mania? Because I think he'll beat um, Pedro Morales' record of combined IC reigns if he keeps it till just after. Or I think if he, he can lose it at Mania and still be the record. I think the key thing for me is as long as he's defending it all the time. Yeah, I, I I don't want the IC title to be put on the back burner. I want it defended, you know, once a month on Raw, uh, every pay per view to have a storyline going in. Because if you look at 2016, from when Maurice come back and and the Miz, you know, gained the title from Zack Ryder the night after WrestleMania on Raw, up until now, uh, he's had storylines with you know with Dolph Ziggler. He's been in tremendous matches with Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. That was uh, extremely stuff. So as long as there's good matches and the title's being defended, uh, I hope he does. I think he's been the best Intercontinental Champion for the longest time, in all honesty. Right, so up next was the Man versus Man match, <laughs> when Finn Balor was against Bray Wyatt. Um, what did you think of Gray's new, um, Finn's new grey attire? Oh, I was pretty cool. Um, I, 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 as I say, I, I, I've enjoyed the feud. Um, um, I've enjoyed the feud. I think, um, I think though, since I, I just, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I, 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 I really like Finn Balor. I think he's a great wrestler. Um, but it's another feud. It's another. You know, you probably like to get the feuds over. It's another loss for Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah. I mean, how? I mean, I think Bray Wyatt's absolutely. Absolutely awesome. I think 
He's one of the best talkers in WWE. I think he's got one of the best characters in WWE. I think everything about him is it could it could be amazing. But my God, they, they, they it's getting out of hand now. The amount of sort of almost the amount of feuds he is actually losing. Um, and uh, as I say, it's it's getting worrying the amount of feuds that they're making him lose. Because until they make him still look like this really tough badass that attacks people and everything, intimidates people when loses every feud that's going pretty much I think the key thing is with this as well Nick he's lost back to back matches against Finn Balor exactly what he lost against him as the Demon King and he lost against I mean that would have I, I think that would have been fine if Bray Wyatt had won on, on uh, No Mercy because Balor's got the win as the uh, at SummerSlam and you can also keep it as it's Balor you could make it to a story on really is Balor only good when he's the Demon King yeah. uh, so they could have they could have actually built on from that Two ways then, and they can keep Wyatt looking very strong, um, or yeah, building him up again. Um, but I was gonna, I must look at, I don't know what the stats are, but Wyatt's pay per view record must be shocking, <laughs> um, on wins and defeats. So, 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 so it's a shame because he is, in my opinion, one of my favourite characters in WWE, but they just need to get booking, winning, winning matches, I think. Um, would you write him off TV for a, like a whole year and then make him come back with a brand new family? I don't know. Um, I mean, is that isn't that a bit harsh? I'm <laughs> uh, keeping someone up to you for that long. Uh, I don't know. Because uh, uh, everything about him is just it's like weird, cryptic promo. Have a match, win, then lose the next two. Weird, yeah, cryptic exactly. pe- so, pro- so promo. Win the first match, lose the next two. It's kind of a, just a pattern. Exactly, it's randomly, I think there was a picture, wasn't there, on Twitter, uh, that was doing the rounds on social media, um, it's a picture of him, ra- shows up, randomly attacks someone, cuts a promo, loses the feud, no, sorry, that's it, turns up, attacks someone, loses the feud, repeat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it just seems to be the sad story every every time with him with Bray. But the most, most frustrating thing with it is they've had so many times to build him up over the years. You know, he could have won the Rumble. He could have beat Undertaker. He could have beat Undertaker and Kane at Undertaker's 25th anniversary yeah. debut. He should have uh, beat. He should have beat Orton at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. He could have. You know, he could have won uh, the title sooner. Um, Sister Abigail could have been a person as opposed to a. Um, I, I don't even know what she is really. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the Wyatt family falling into pieces. Uh, could have fought Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 32, I want to say, because the Wyatt family eliminated Brock Lesnar at the Rumble, if you remember correctly. Yeah, I think they ended up doing the match at Roadblock. Yeah, and and he was injured, and it was Luke Harper who got a few suplexes and pinned. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know why they don't want to... Uh, make Bray Wyatt more than what he is because like Nick said he's an incredible character uh, amazing on the microphone uh, good in ring wrestler as well um, and the sky was the limit with this character but if he like Nick says if he continues to lose match and feud after feud then you know what's going to be left the bit I didn't like about this match was why it's attacks in the beginning I didn't like the way Wyatt had to goad him back into the ring. He's the face he should want to be fight and be held back. And then he was out with a rib injury. This is the guy who won the Universal title with a separated shoulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But then, in all honesty, uh, it's it's another. That was the first really good match for me of the uh, of the pay per view. That surprised me in a way because, um, like I said to you, Chris, I'm, I'm not really a Raw Raw SmackDown watcher. Uh, at least at the present time, I'm just kind of, uh, you know, tuning in for the pay-per-views. So I, I just watched that with, with open eyes, and it, I really enjoyed that match. That was the first really good one on the pay-per-view. Uh, so next up was a promo for Oscar's um, Raw debut on, at the TLC. Um, are you excited for Oscar's to be on Raw? I, I thought, I was hoping she'd go to SmackDown, so I think I thought her versus Charlotte WrestleMania would be amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think uh, I'm still looking forward to it. I mean, she'll, she'll be quality. I thought the promo was pretty quality as well. Uh, they're making it a big deal. Uh, but no, it'd be interesting to see if she feels... I mean, obviously, the obvious feud will probably be Alexa Bliss. 
Um, I think she'll be in a title match straight it. away. Because there's rumours well, going around yeah, she'll be against Emma. Sure, Emma's the rumour. Yeah, with Emma, it could be someone like that that they'll she'll just face and squash, um, and then it'd be inserted the feud. But no, um, I think I think it'll be it'll be it'll be, it'll be good. Nonetheless, I think. But yeah, I think SmackDown could have probably been the better home for her to go to. Right. So next up was the, my match of the night was the Raw Tag Team Titles between the Bar. I'm still coming to terms with that tag team name. Uh, Against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Uh, one word first match. Ouch. <laughs> Paul Cesaro. <laughs> Knocking out um, some of his teeth. Yeah, wow. one match of the night, and just when Cesaro couldn't be my favourite, my favourite wrestler in WWE, this happens. No, uh, oh, sorry, it looked painful. Uh, but not, yeah, Did you see the tweet he sent out? It's like, like I'm, I'm looking for a dentist. Isaac Yankum DDS, are you available or something? <laughs> 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 I, I think uh, we all know what uh, Cesaro wants for Christmas, don't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it was an excellent match. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I really like um, all four men in the match have been quality in the whole feud. And this whole feud's been great. Um, but uh, both of their matches have been insane. Um, I love both tag teams, um, and yeah, no, I mean, I, every time Cesaro's in a ring, it just amazes me um, how good this guy actually is. Uh, he's insane talent, um, and I think also people this with teaming him up with Cesaro has also made people re- appreciate how much of a talent Sheamus is as well. Um, I think Sheamus is class as well. Um, I think the whole, the whole tag team's been such a success. Um, and I thought, yeah, yeah there's, there's, the feud's been great. I don't really want the feud to finish as well. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I hope they can have maybe like a TLC match or something at TLC. Um, because, um, no, I think it's... Um, it, it I reckon really, they'll, really they'll have a TLC match and throw the Hardys in if Jeff's better. Yeah, before I watched them, they said he was injured. Mm. Um, they said, how long Jeff's out for? I haven't, I haven't seen, I just know that he's gone on for surgery. Because they could put the Hardys on, but I think also with the, the club as well. Um, so it'd be interesting what they do there. But no, hopefully it's an inflation of some kind. Um, I, it was just ladders, but yeah, TLC would be quality. I think between them and two teams. Um, but no, I think mean, the whole the whole has been great. And yeah, hundred percent my my match of the night. Yeah, it was it was my match tonight as well. And if you look at the uh, two brands, the the tag team division is is in good hands, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, on, on both sides, Usos against New Day, and you know Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins against Cesaro and Sheamus. It's uh, it's it's a good time to be a fan of tag team wrestling. And just quickly going back to Asuka, uh, she should have gone to the SmackDown brand. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my match for night as well. Sorry. Yeah, my, my they also had my spot of the night was when um, Sheamus had Ambrose in the called White Noise. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, Rollins went to Hurricane Rada, Cesaro at the top rope, and he caught him and then power bombed Rollins right onto Ambrose. I was like, how did he kick out of that? It's a brilliant fit, <laughs> like a double team move. It should be their finishing move every time. I had a flashback to WCW versus NWO World Tour on the Nintendo 64 back <laughs> in the day. Top rope power bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the end came when um, Sheamus accidentally. Bro kicked um, Cesaro. Um, there was caught talk of dissent that maybe breaking up the team before the pay per view, but it doesn't look like it doesn't look like no. it's going to happen. I hope they never break up that team. They, it's, it's unbelievable that they were kind of thrown together um, after the Clash of Champions, uh, Clash of Champions Night Champions match last uh, September 2016, mm. where they had their outstanding match and Mick Foley put them together because the best of seven series end in a draw and now you look at them about a year on and they're just they're just incredible as a tag team yeah it's, it's how tag they, sh- they should show other tag teams how tag teams should work they spend yeah. most of the match just beating up was it, was it Ambrose Army beat up most of the match just, just focusing on one of their opponents which is great tag team wrestling absolutely 
Right, next up was the Fatal Four, uh, the Fatal Five way. On the original notes was Fatal Four way. So, <laughs> Fatal Five way for the Raw's Women's Championship between Emma, Banks, um, Jax, Bailey, and Bliss. Yeah, this this was a uh, a really good match, in all honesty. Could have done, uh, done with another again. five minutes. It was Sorry? Short. I reckon it could have done with another five minutes. It was pretty short. But... I think it got, you know, the story across. I think the the in-ring action was chaotic and, um, you know, just just amazing to watch the, the different storyline arcs. You know, Nia Jax being taken out with the powerbomb, which was the... One of the really big ouch moments of the night. It looked look nasty. Because it looked quite brutal, didn't it? And then she came back, uh, and then the all the ladies were breaking up pinfalls to stop the uh, you know the match from ending and stuff. I just thought it was a really smartly worked match. I really enjoyed every every second of it, really. Yeah, my favourite bit of the match was the growing tension between Bailey and Banks as they kept breaking up each other's pins. Yeah, well, when when uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey happens, uh, you know the the feud. Uh, I hope it's a long feud, and I, I think that's that'll be something to cement the uh, the revolution in women's wrestling. Honestly, that that could be WrestleMania like. But as we're going towards 2018, I don't want them to rush into something. But it looks like uh, you know it's heading that way. By this time next year, I do want Sasha to be back to NXT heel Sasha. She was, a mate, so she was on a podcast with Sam Roberts, wasn't she? And she didn't seem happy about her current direction. So I think, I think uh, in, in that instance that she's got to, she's definitely got to return to like being the villain and stuff and, and Bailey's got to be the heroine of the story. But, uh, you know, suddenly, I think, uh, keep doing what you're doing. And then, and then you know, much like when Neville turned on, on Rich Swan, mm. uh, hopefully it's out of nowhere. And then you kind of build it from there, don't you? Maybe some respect matches first, and then uh, then you turn her. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, no, it was a, um, I was pretty impressed with the match. I thought it was a great match. Yeah, probably, probably could have done with another couple of minutes, maybe another two to five minutes. Uh, correct winner. Um, when was the last time that a champion didn't win a multi-person match? Yeah, I know. I did love that they made the odds that are completely stacked against someone, and then, um, and then yeah, they always sneak out. Um, I don't know. Um, I can't think. Probably, it probably would have been a heel, I suspect. But it's a match that should knock away the belt. Um, it's a good trivia question, Chris. Harvey yeah. wants to say that, that that amazing fatal four-way last year. Oh, no, I think the Miz was the champion. He escaped with the belt. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm not talking about like elimination chamber. I knew like, Bray Wyatt won that. But, you know, oh yeah, it might have been that. But yeah. I, I, I'm not including like elimination chambers. I mean, it just seems to be the. Question. We'll have to maybe anyone listeners can answer that. <laughs> yeah, put it out as a tweet, Chris. A prize, yeah, get a prize. <laughs> They can see me on Sky Sports for thirty seconds. Um, yeah, no, um, it was um, it was a great match, and um, yeah, no, I'm hundred the correct winner. And yeah, I think it should be Bailey versus um, Sasha at, at Mania. I've got a feeling my my prediction. I think they will do a Women's Royal Rumble this year. I think, I think Bailey will win it. Yeah, I think um, they have enough people to do a Royal Rumble now. Yeah, probably no, a, tw- a twenty man. I, I don't. I can't see them being a thirty. No, it won't be thirty. It'll be twenty, fifteen slash twenty, maybe uh, probably twenty, because they can obviously bring back women from the past as well. Um, obviously, debut NXT ones as well. Um, or even just throw NXT people in there just for the sake of it. Um, so you don't necessarily have to put them onto the main roster after that. Um, so I think um, no, I think it'll be. Um, I think Bailey will win that. And I think Sasha will take the belt off Bliss between now and. The, the rumble and not de- then not defend it because she always loses it in her first defence and then defends yeah. it and loses it <laughs> yeah it's true oh, was anybody else hoping that um, uh, Oscar will come out and attack a Bliss at the top of the ramp when she's holding up the title during her interview with uh, Mena Young well, I thought that she might have like popped up on the big screen just not even that just like the, 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 the uh, mask or something was just going to appear on the screen um, and I Everything would go like dark. Oh, the kick, kick, brought her out, kicked her in the face, and then says nobody's ready, ready for Oscar to Renee Young and just have a walk off. <laughs> yeah, that'd have been quite cool to say. I hadn't thought about that. 
Next up, um, one of the co-main events, John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Um, this match was bit of a no-win situation for both people, I think. Um, it's pretty obvious that Reigns was going to win going in. Um, yeah. A lot better match than I thought it was going to be. Bit of a dog. Well, I mean, it's two incredible athletes in the day. Yeah, I know, yes, we boo Reigns. Um, yes, we boo Cena. I booed Cena the last time I saw him. Well, I think Cena's starting to get a few more cheers. cheers yeah, but they're, they're two insane athletes. They've done a lot for the business, um, Cena especially. I've, I've really enjoyed their promos. I think they've been quality. Um, bit of a random time for WWE to start breaking the full fall, though, with these two men. Uh, um, but no, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the feud. Um, I actually thought the match... I actually thought the match underachieved. If I'm honest, I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. Not saying it was crap, but I thought it was going to be better than it than it than it was. Um, I, um, so I think the crowd were a bit, the crowd were being a bit predictable, like booing it, not really showing much respect. Um, but I think um, after, I think with that, I think John, I think John Cena. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think Reigns was obviously going to win. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where Reigns goes from here. I know, obviously, it's blatantly leading up Vaughn versus Lesnar at Mania next year. Um, be interesting to see where Cena goes from here. Obviously, I think it's blatantly obviously he's going to be taking a, a break for a while. There's a, there's a re- um, he's, well, he's off to, to film the Bumblebee movie. So yeah, and they don't reckon he'll be back till about Royal Rumble time. Yeah, I didn't think he would be back to Royal. I was hoping though when he was walking off at the end that. Um, Samoa Joe was going to come out and just beat the crap out of him when it was he's, he's, he's injured at the moment. Um, but no, I, I, mean, I think yeah, it'll probably be a Rumble return, or even just before the Rumble, one of these ones who shows up and says he'll be in the Rumble, he'll win, and then that's just, but that's where his feud will start to whoever he faces at Mania. I know it's still talk that it could be him versus Undertaker at Mania. Um, yeah, those rumours he was going to turn up on this show, and yeah, there was yeah, cost him um, the match. Um, so no, I think I think that's where yeah he'll probably return then. Um, but yeah, no, I think yeah he's, he's obviously on for a, a while. Do you think he needs to when he returns he'll need to change his finisher because he kicked out of the AA, he kicked out of the AA off the top rope, then he kicked out of the double AA, the AA, and then roll up to another AA. He then kicked out of that. Um, yeah, maybe just do the um, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, we'll start calling it the FU again. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody kicked out the FU. Everybody kicks out of the attitude adjustment. <laughs> I, th- I think like Nick, um, like I enjoyed the promos. Uh, with regards to the match, you know, you talk about the multiple finishes that took me out of it completely. I really don't like it when you know somebody kicks out of uh, over two finishes, and then you've got a top rope finisher and you've got a double finisher after the top rope finisher it was it was sort of madness to be honest um i think finishing wise we kept to, to one or two and the second one should be the one that finishes the match it's gone it's gone really too far the one way uh, so enjoyed the promos immensely uh you know i saw them on wb's youtube channel uh, the match the match was good but once once Reigns was kicking out of four AAs altogether, I think it was. It was like this is a bit, a bit unrealistic. So what do you think of the after the match? Do you think the same fans who were booing it were also the same fans who were shouting "Thank you, Cena"? Cause <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so it wasn't. It wasn't a. It was quite. A, usually, it's quite deep. You suck, and then the kids and the women are saying that. I can't remember how the chant goes. How's it go? Let's go, Cena, in the kids' voice, and then Cena sucks. Yeah. Deep voice, but the thank you scene that was pretty deep. Men, a lot of men were saying that. It's just the fans being fickle, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say when, back... I, when I went to see him, I did boo Cena when he came out, but that's, <laughs> I thought that's just because I'm a male. I'm meant to. I'm an adult male. I did yeah. get dirty looks for all the kids around me. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at what John Cena did with the U.S. Open Challenge, for example, uh, you know Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. They, they all got really good opportunities against John Cena. So uh, this John Cena, who's ever, who everyone's supposed to hate or dislike, uh, nah, I, I don't see it really. I think Look it's, it's, I think it's just part of the pantomime now. You boo him. It's like Roman Reigns. You boo him. It's part of what you do. It's part of the experience of going to a live show. Uh, I, I think it's the lapdog mentality, to be honest. Uh, 
somebody boos him, so it must be a cool thing to do. Once again, with Roman Reigns, if you, you look at his matches and stuff, you put him in there with an interesting opponent who pushes his, his buttons and he's living to the AJ Styles, a Kevin Owens, uh, a Chris Jericho, uh, exact, you know, etc. And he has a good match. Uh, it takes two people to have a good match. So uh, I don't think Roman Reigns and John Cena get the respect they deserve, really. So next up, we have a new Cruiserweight Champion after Enzo Enzo Amore dick kicks <laughs> Neville to win the title. Um, strange match, I thought. You get battered the whole match, then kicks him in the dick and wins the title. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that's definitely um, Enzo turning heel, isn't it? Um, I mean, there's no way you can have a face do that. <laughs> um, it's. I think that. I mean, I, I obviously haven't seen. Obviously, I'd be interested to see what happens on Raw. Um, with the with the two, um, I've got. I, you see, the first thing that came to my mind was double was a um, double turn. Uh, whether the Raw obviously would develop that. I mean, last time I said that though, it clearly didn't. You know, I thought it was going to be Rain, Reigns and Strowman. They didn't do a double turn, so it could just be WWE booking. <laughs> I think um, it was a, it was quite a good match as well. But um, no, I think Enzo can make quite a good quite a good heel, like a like a crappy heel champion. It almost writes itself really. Neville's obviously been a great champion. Um, so, you know, Neville getting the respect of being a great champion and, and Enzo being just like a bit like a hill, like a bit like a Miz, really, in the cruiserweight division. My favourite part of the match was he, when Neville went up to do the red arrow and then kind of went, nah, I'm not doing that. So all the fans were going to get buzzing that he was going to do it because he doesn't do that often. <laughs> and then, yeah. I think the key thing with Enzo is, if he's, you know, he's saying he's turned into a villain and what have you. But he's, he's kind of always been that. He's he's hit behind Big Cass for majority of his career. So he, he'd show his mouth off and Big Cass would go and take care of whatever needed to happen. Yeah. So he's always been kind of, um, you know, either in between or, or you know, to the villain side of things. He's just... Uh, it's just how he is, I think, in all honesty. He's, he's, he's entertaining, he's, uh, his in-ring skills are not up to par, and you know, Chris Jericho said that on interviews and stuff. But he he's talking, and he's entertainment. Uh, that gets people through the doors, doesn't it, really? And it's got a lot more eyes on 205 Live since he joined. But the, the, only, the only thing I want to see with this is uh, Neville to move out of the Cruiserweight division. If they put the title on Enzo for Neville to move out of the cruiserweight division um, and, you know, back towards the other titles, IC title, for example, um, then, then I'd be happy with the, the move. It'd be a correct booking decision because this is the time to, to move him back uh, away from the, uh, the cruiserweight title, sorry. Right, next up is the universal title between Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. I thought the build to this match was brilliant, but... I don't, I don't want to say it was a disappointing match. It was pretty short. What, the, what, what, what I think they've done wrong with this match, they got two big men and tried to ha- make them have a wrestling match rather than just them beat each other up for t- 10 minutes when having a wrestling no, match is not either of those strengths. Sorry? I was, was going to say, I think there was a lot of high expectations going into the match and it looked a bit like the scene in the range, but I thought it was slightly disappointed. Um... I mean, I don't know whether, whether the, the, the tag team title match and the women's match over delivered. Uh, I don't know, but um, I, yeah, I, was, I mean, I, I mean, maybe my expectations were a bit too high for it, um, which is great because obviously Strowman's taken to heights that um, obviously when he started, people really weren't really interested in him as a wrestler, but now he's actually become one of the main wrestlers in WWE. Um, but no, I think the actual match wasn't as good as it, I thought it was going to be, uh, but nonetheless, still, still good to watch. Um, um, and no, I think um, yeah. It, I mean, I really wanted Strowman to win. Um, sadly, he didn't. Um, and it's interesting too. But I think I, I part of me was hoping that after the match, that oh, I know it'd probably be the same storyline like we were talking about, back building back to start. But I thought Wyatt was going to come out and maybe attack Lesnar. Um, and hit, hit, that, that would be the few going to Survivor Series, but um, wasn't to be. <laughs> Uh, I, I think they'll probably have a rematch these two maybe at TLC if Lesnar's going to be around for that pay-per-view they could have like a stipulation maybe like a tables match obviously because you could build up with the obviously Strowman tape putting Lesnar through the table at, um, at SummerSlam I, I think the key thing is with, uh, with this match um, it, you know there wasn't 
much left of the pay-per-view. Um, much like you, Nick, it, it needed a Strowman win. I think the match itself was like the majority of Brock Lesnar matches, you know, the, the suplexes and stuff. And um, for Strowman to lose like he's lost, I, I don't think there is a rematch in his future. Um, and, and just going back to, to the John Cena situation, just quickly, um, John Cena versus Samoa Joe at WrestleMania. That's that's what I'd build to, in honesty. And in terms of who you wanted to see come out uh, to to tackle Lesnar after the after the show, Chris, you said Wyatt. Uh, I thought it should have been Samoa Joe because you know they're so, in California. I think, I think Samoa Joe's injured. Uh, it would have made sense. I think I think, I think Samoa Joe's injured. That's why he hasn't been on telly for the last couple of weeks. It was meant because it was meant. Yeah, to... I, I wasn't sure when he's expected back. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure when he was expected back, but I hadn't heard that it was a, a really bad injury. It's just that's what I, I think. Well. We, like, yeah, he's yeah. come out maybe to attack something. It's not looking. I don't know, I don't know what injury status looks like. I'm not a professional wrestler. I don't, I don't know how, how what, what injury status if you're allowed to physically move and stuff. But obviously, I know you have to be clear to compete in a match. But um, I thought, yeah, just kind of attacking someone who would probably do that at some point in the pay per view. And if you look at the reports of where the injury happened, uh, the irony with the Samoa Joe John Cena uh, situation I built towards WrestleMania is Samoa Joe's injuries happened in a match against John Cena at House Show. Yeah. Okay. So, backstory. Well, I thought the German Superplexus was probably the best that's been booked for a while because the first one he popped straight back up, the second one he took him a bit longer to get back up, and by the sixth one he couldn't get up. I understand what you're saying with that, though. So it's like uh, chopping down, saying, chopping down the man. Chris, I understand what you're saying with that. It's just, if you've seen one match with, with Brock Lesnar lately, you've, you've kind of seen them all. Um, you know, when he came on the scene in 2002, he's a collegian, uh, you know, national champion, and he, and he wrestles like it. And now, and now he wrestles uh, in a completely different way. It's, it's not a way I enjoy watching, to be honest. Um, but it, it works for him, and he's, he's in the main event making a lot of money. So, mm. but I, I would have moved the universal title to Samoa Joe with Great Balls of Fire. Um, that was a great opportunity to do so, and having not taken that, it probably should have gone to Strowman uh, on Sunday because they've built him up, and uh, he, he was the next person that, that could have taken the ball and ran with it. Really, yeah, and I don't think Lesnar's back on telly till the run up to Survivor Series now. I don't think he'll be at TLC. So, you, you ain't going to have a universal title match now, are you? You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's your main title for your brand, and it's not going to be defended. Alright, so there's one more point about the whole pay-per-view. So, um, Roman Reigns won with one spear, and Lesnar won with one F5. Do you think that both finishes are just being built up as unbeatable so that when they meet at WrestleMania, when they both kick out of each other's finishes, which is inevitable? They both look amazing, and it'd be like shock horror. They've kicked out. Like, like I said, with the uh, the multiple finishes and stuff, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, yeah, but the, 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 the only protected finishes are the spear and F five at the moment. Everybody else kicks out of everybody's finishes. I know, but that, that's that's madness. If if it is for you know what you're predicting at WrestleMania between Lesnar and Reigns, it makes sense. But on the you know from face value of watching the pay per view. Roman Reigns kicks out of four AAs and uh, Lesnar kicks out of three or four of uh, Strowman's uh, running power slams. It, it was just madness on the show. But I guess if they are protecting those moves, then yeah, it would make sense. And, and if, if built that way, uh, it'll have the correct uh, impact at WrestleMania. All right, so, um, Nick, what were your overall thoughts of the pay per view as a whole? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't think it was too bad. Um, um, yeah, I thought it was okay. It probably was, um, I'm trying to remember what the last war post review was now. Um, that would have been, uh, Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, it was probably, um, it was probably on par with Great Balls of Fire. Um, was it Great Balls so, yeah, of Fire no, when no, they, they crashed the ambulance? Yeah, actually, I'd say maybe Great Balls of Fire. I think Great Balls of Fire was slightly better. Um, than No Mercy but still it wasn't ridiculously bad but yeah I think Great Balls of Fire was probably a bit better than that. Um, Oliver what was your overall thoughts? 
I think, um, you know, the, the Bala-Wyatt match surprised me in a good way. The Raw Tag Team Top match was outstanding. And the Fatal Five-Way women's match delivered. So, uh, taking those three matches into consideration, I, I really enjoyed the show based on that. There was, there was booking discrepancies, like I said, about the multiple finishes and stuff that took me out of um, emotionally investing myself in certain matches. But no, if I go into a WWE pay-per-view and I see three uh, good or really good matches, then, and, and in, in terms of the tag match, a great match, then I'm, I'm quite happy as a wrestling fan. You know, good show. What did you think, Chris? I think on paper it looked like it was going to be an amazing show, but I think it was just la- lazy booking on every single ending. Just out, out of the blue. Out of the blue on the Brock Lesnar match and the Cena match. And I, I, don't, I didn't like Neville losing. But that's alright. I'm not rushing to go watch it ever again. So it won't be on my list of favourite No Mercies. But that's alright. Yeah, it wasn't like the last one where we had five title changes. I preferred that one. <laughs> Two ugly people looking at each other. That's fun. I remember when I was champion, Monsoon. Champion of what? My neighborhood. That, that's definitely not fair to Flair to be there that long. Shows you how bad he wants it. Shows you how bad he needs it. Hammer very seldom makes the same mistake twice. Well, he usually makes it about three or four times. There was no tag. I didn't see when it. When you're close enough to make the tag, you can switch. But you don't have to tag. You certainly do. You certainly don't. Don't tell me my business. You listen to me, you go to the top. You don't listen to me, you're never heard from again. Go get a monster! Yeah, but whose side is he on? Go, what are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? I'm a broadcast journalist. You're a liar! I'm a financial cons- You're a liar! And I'm going to sit here and do my job like the gentleman I am. You're a liar! And if you don't like it, you can get out of here. And you can you're a liar! You can your headset. You know what you can do with it. Don't jump! It's a long way down. Put him up. So it's not it's not very often that celebrity death hits me very hard, but I've had a couple this year of Chris Cornell and Chester ben- Bennington. Um, and now Bobby Heenan. So, um, Oliver, uh, like me, you grew up with the brain in his prime. What were some of your favourite memories of him? I think, uh, you know, he was he's one of the best, greatest managers of all time. Um, I loved the, uh, the Ring of Honor. Uh, shows that he did against Jim Cornette and he had like a uh, he had a, a, like a I'm trying to think of the word <laughs> he had a chain around his hand and he'd use it and and he'd like uh, he did it behind the referee's back and stuff and that was quite cool hmm. and then any time he and Rilla Monsoon were on commentary uh, amazing just yeah much like you it, it was uh, a death that hit me quite hard um but, you know, it's, yeah. I thought even though he played a heel the whole, his, the whole of his career, wrestling fans fell in love with him, basically. Um, it's because he was so good at his job. Yeah, and he's so quick-witted. It's like, what, um, the King replaced him on commentary, and you could tell that King seemed to have a joke book, but with Heenan, it didn't seem like he was telling jokes, he was just being funny. He, he could have... Yeah. He could have been a stand-up comedian or on a sitcom in the 80s. He's that quick-witted. Didn't have to be in wrestling. So he could have turned his hands to anything. So. And obviously the weasel stuff will live in infamy. His, his weasel match against the Ultimate Warrior where he dressed up as a weasel at the end and, <laughs> and tripped over his own tail. It's hilarious. And, yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, Nick, yeah, of the younger generation, um, obviously you've had to go back and watch... Probably the rain heat and stuff. Right? Oh, I certainly have, yeah. And obviously, well, it was, um, you know, when Simon, obviously, when I've got a lot of group chats and then a lot of people are talking about it, when you see a lot of comments of people how upset they are, obviously, you know, it's um, how much he meant to everyone in, in the wrestling industry. And um, yeah, I've gone back and, 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 and I've watched some of the videos. To the name always rings a bell as well. He's obviously a, a, a big name. So it's, um, yeah, obviously a very, a very tough time. And um, as I said, it's affected a lot of them. Um, a lot of wrestling fans as well. Yeah, he managed the who's who of legends of the ring. Um, I can name a few. Um, Nick Bonkwinkle, Ray Stevens, Big John Studd, Hinkon Bundy, Andre the Giant, Rick Rude, Paul Orndorff, Harley Race, um, Mr. Perfect, Rick Fleur, uh, Lex Luger, uh, Ernie Ladd, um, King Haku, 
Um, he also had a short spell in Ring of Honor, as you said, where he managed the Second City Second City Saints, which was CM Punk and Colt Cabana for a couple of matches. I think he also managed um, Nigel McGuinness in Ring of Honor as well. So I think the cruelest part of his of his whole cancer thing was he couldn't talk for basically the last ten years of his career. And this in the age of podcasts, imagine the Bobby Heenan podcast, him and his old mates talking about stories on the road. We live in old school angles. So I listen to a similar podcast there, Sean Mooney's podcast he does with Jim Duggan, and which I'd recommend to anyone. But a similar podcast I thought was a mate would have been amazing with Bobby Heenan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, imagine it being on WWE Network, yeah. for example. That would have been something to subscribe for. Well, you said it right, Alfred. You hit all the points, and you people and myself, we're here making television history right now. They say money won't buy happiness. Give me 50 bucks and watch me smile. Do you remember seeing the WCW logo oh. last paycheck? I, I get cash in a brown paper bag. Oh. <laughs> Have they ever met before in a ring? I don't know that. You don't know a lot of things for a broadcast journalist. I didn't care to find out. Oh. How do you like that, Mr. Know-it-all? Hulk Hogan. Bobby the Brain here, broadcast journalist, primetime wrestling. Cheating is only cheating when you get caught. And bragging isn't bragging if you can do it. You don't like anybody, as a matter of fact. I like you, Tony. Do you really? Yeah. Gene doesn't like you. Gene who? Over and hates you. He usually means that means extra pickle. Heavy on the mayo. His body's here, which makes a four. He lands, wait a minute. That's a 1040 four. He just wrote him off. I never thought I'd say this, but thank you, Roddy. It's a kill. It's not a skirt. It's a kill. Well, you know, go creep. It's not a kill. It's a skirt. All right, so we'll finish with our predictions for Hell in the Cell. Um, four matches announced so far. Um, we're recording this for SmackDown, so there may be more matches announced. So, um, first match is Jinder Mahal versus Nakamura. It doesn't say that it's a Hell in the Cell. It's just a singles, singles match advertised at the moment. Um, who, what match, who are you going for? So. Yeah, I, I think it's it's got to be Nakamura wins that, isn't it, surely? Uh, Nick? Yeah, Nakamura as well for me. And then build to Nakamura versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania next year. That's what we can hope and pray. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, at the Starcade pay-per-view, they've advertised these two in a cage match. Is that spoiling the end of this match? Uh... It hasn't, hasn't said who's going to be the champion in that match. Right? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it does. It could be like the rematch show. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> All right, the only advertised Hell in the Cell match so far is Shane McMahon versus um, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has to win this. Shane McMahon can't beat real wrestlers, can he? So. Well, no, it won't make any sense if Shane wins as well, because obviously it, it will kill the, the, whole, the best storyline in WWE at the moment, in my opinion. Uh, Apparently this is, this is building to a Savaris Savaris series team of McMahon versus Owens. Yeah, of course it is. Now I think it will lead to either um, it will lead to either Triple H taking um, Owens' side or Triple H's side. Uh, sorry, Triple H taking Owens' side or Shane's side. I've got a feeling he might take Shane's uh, tri- uh, Owens' side. That could be interesting. Uh, if we do that. Yeah, no, I've got a feeling he might. Uh, really, really interesting though. Um, um, obviously, I think the easy, I mean, the, the majority of people are probably presuming it's going to be Triple H versus Owens at Mania, and that's probably what it will lead to. But uh, I, 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 it'll be interesting. But yeah, no, I think Owens will win the match. So the next, I think, is, in, oh, sorry. I think in that situation, Nick, uh, I think Triple H will take uh, Chain side because obviously Stephanie's involved because of what Owens did to Vince, and then that'll be the logical build to Owens versus Triple H at WrestleMania next year. I suspect that probably will be the case. Yeah. <laughs> Right, next up is uh, New Day vs. The Usos. Just like I said before, the tag team divisions uh, is on fire in WWE, isn't it, really? Um, I think they've built this as the last time um, that, they'll, that they'll face each other. Until Starcade. Until <laughs> <laughs> Starcade. Uh, and then, uh, so, yeah, that, I'm not sure which way that'll go, but uh, it'll be a tremendous match to watch like all the other matches between the teams have been. Yeah, they're, they're, they're our match of the night at SummerSlam, even though they're on the pre-show. So, uh, Natalia versus Charlotte? Uh, you know, that would be an awesome women's match. Uh, Carmella or Cashin? That was, going to, that was going to be my next question. Do you think Carmella or Cashin? I think Carmella or Cashin that night. Yeah, it's a possibility. On Charlotte or on Natalia? On, on, on Natalia, I think. Ooh. 
Yeah. Alright, so what other matches do you think there'll be? Um, we'll start with the US title. AJ versus Corbin makes the most sense. Yeah, like I said before, I think AJ, Corbin, and, and Ty Dillinger. Yeah, I think it'll be a trouble for it, match. That could be fun, yeah. Um, I've gone for Orton versus Rusev. Just yeah. as long as he doesn't get beaten in 15 seconds. Well, he kind of got his revenge-ish by beating him in 10 seconds on the last match. <laughs> oh, well, if he does it again on the pay-per-view, that'd be great. <laughs> um, Bobby Roode versus Ziggler, possibly? I'm trying to think. I think I think this whole Ziggler coming out as random people is going to lead to him coming out to Glorious in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a definite. And then I think Rude will win the feud. Obviously, push, push the new guy over. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely where it's going. Do you see on the official release, the um, Starcade release, they called him Booby Rude? Made me giggle. Couldn't have changed it now, but. Right, and last question: Will we find out who's been messing around with the fashion police? No, we're never going to find out. <laughs> yeah, that might be one of the wrestling's unsolved mysteries. Because apparently it was aliens who beat them up. The last one. Oh god! <laughs> so we still don't know who's actually been messing up the <laughs> their officers. I'm still, I'm still sticking with it's going to be Harper and Rowan. Yeah, I think that's blatantly obvious. Yeah. We've got the. There was a rumour it's going to be the clones when they come back. Because one of them's injured. But that'd be, I think you'd be quite disappointed if it was the clones. And I said last time that it could be the Office of Pain. I don't know, I think it's too much of a comedy angle for the Office of Pain. I wouldn't like them. I can't see Halloween doing joke stuff. I've not heard either of the Office of Pain speak English. So they, speak, they speak their own special language. You know, one's Canadian and one's Dutch, but they don't seem to speak either language. So. Just, just shout random nonsense at each other. So possibly another women's match, maybe a tag match or something. Um, that's that's the only thing I can think about. Maybe Becky Lynch, Naomi against Tamina Lana. and Lana, something like that. Right, cool. Right, we'll go with that. So thank you for joining us today, Oliver. I've really enjoyed speaking to you again. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Huge thanks for listening, and we'll leave you with more words from Bobby Heenan. Good night. Good night. Bye, everyone. To be in, indicted into this Wrestling Hall of Fame, this fraternity of of people, is a it's a tremendous thrill for me. It's just an honor, and, and it's a real privilege to be here in front of all you people and in New York City. And really, one thing is missing. I wish Monsoon was here. <laughs> <laughs>